0: If you take yourself seriously you actually build barriers between yourself and other people you know you, you start to create hierarchies of people which is a thing we joke about a lot a-list celebrities b-list celebrities all that stuff you start to you keep your distance from people who might make you look dumb or who or who look better than you that's a christ-like thing to to, to go through life not thinking much of yourself and not thinking of yourself much
1: Welcome to the Influencers Podcast, I'm Scott Young, our co-host Dave Donaldson is out on assignment today, but we have a fascinating podcast planned today. Um, Let me just ask you, do you ever feel that your opinions, ideas sometimes cause conflict, sometimes get you into hot water, maybe even stir a little anger in somebody, people you don't see eye to eye with? Well, today's guest is for you, he loves hot water. Barnabas Piper uh, enjoys provocative issues, hot potatoes, uh, issues inside the church and issues inside of culture he handles with humor and really encourages us not to take ourselves so seriously because nobody really does. Barnabas is a husband and a father. He has two daughters. He is very busy. With his family, when he has some free time, he spends it reading, writing, watching sports. He is a a publisher. He loves to write. He has um, started in publishing, worked in publishing for 15 years, and then really felt a call in ministry to serve a church in Nashville, Emmanuel Church of Nashville, uh, where he is an assistant pastor. His writing, uh, he's published four books. The Pastor's Kid, Help My Unbelief, Curious Christian, Hoping for Happiness. And most recently, The Happy Rant, which is the same title as the podcast that they work together with two of his friends. They cheerfully and sometimes sardonically, and they wrote that word, sardonically, handle topics that really need to be looked at. Sometimes people take themselves so seriously. And, um, let me welcome you, Barnabas, to the podcast today. We're glad that you're with us, and uh, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, thank you, Scott. It's great to be on with you.
1: So, your two friends, uh, Ted Cluck, am I saying his name right? That's
0: right, Ted Cluck. Yeah.
1: And Ronnie Martin. The three of you got together somehow. And uh, what brought you together? And how in the world did you get doing a podcast called The Happy Rand?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting story of the internet shrinking the world is really what it is. Um, so, I actually started the Happy Rant with a guy named Steven about eight and a half or nine years ago now, and it was just he and I, and we did four or five uh, videos. We basically we were we were just the two of us talking on YouTube. He lived in a separate state than I did, and it, and it was basically just what do we what do we think is funny? Let's riff on this. And we had a few followers and they said, this would be better as a podcast. Cause then I could, I could enjoy it while driving in the car and et cetera. This was before video took over the world. So mm-hmm. it, all those years ago. And then when we moved to podcasts, Stephen said, I think this would be better if we brought in a third guy. I know a guy named Ted and I knew of Ted through some of his sports writing and, and different publications. And I thought, I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't go well and I quit, but let's, let's give it a shot. And, uh, And it, and it worked really well. And Ted and I hit it off. And after a couple of years, Steven needed to step out of the podcast and Ronnie had filled in here and there. So Ronnie stepped in as the, the third host. And, and at that point things, he gelled even more. He and Ted were friends previously, Uh, but we did it from three separate States via, you know, the the wonder of internet technology for Mm -hmm. several years before we ever even met in person. You know, our, our first, we've done a handful of live events. Our first live event was the first time we had met in person. So it was just, it was this weird sort of amalgamation of things coming together and the internet shrinking the world and friends of friends. And it's uh, yeah, we've now been doing it for close to nine years and it's it's a blast. And uh, yeah, I consider both those guys really good friends now. So, so how did
1: it feel like meeting someone virtually, working with them virtually, and then being in the same space, space how, did, how did you feel when <laughs> that meeting took place?
0: It's uh, it was it was exciting and I was I, I, honestly I was nervous I was like what what if they are not at all <laughs> as pleasant and fun to be around in person as they are online you know because there's an element of podcasting where we, we are genuine we are ourselves we are honest but you're not your whole self while talking about a topic on a microphone. when you get in the same room as somebody you now figure out oh who is this person well turns out, turns out they're great guys and and we've we've since spent a fair amount of time together we even spent in the writing of the happy Rant book we spent a weekend at a condo in Florida writing and podcasting together in a kind of a small space and that went well so yeah it was i was i was nervous but it you know thank god it went well
1: and how has the podcast 9 years you've been doing this how has it resonated with your audience
0: well, I will say, no, I don't think any of us anticipated doing it for eight or nine years. I think we just, we just kept doing it because it kept being fun and people kept liking it. What we've discovered is, especially in, in, you know, Christianity has sort of tribes or camps. All of us are pretty familiar with the more kind of conservative evangelical and and more reformed camp. That's where we've kind of been the last 10, 15, well, for me, my whole life, for those guys, 10, 15 years. And, uh. In that camp, there's just there's not a lot of lightheartedness, at least not publicly. There's a lot of great people, but but it's like we keep it a secret that people have fun and have a sense of humor and and can laugh at ourselves. And so we what we find is that the audience, and, and we, we continue to gain some new listeners, really resonates with the idea of like, oh we don't have to be serious all the time. And a lot of the stuff that we do in the church is really goofy and it's okay to kind of laugh at this or stuff that culture does that everybody's angry about is okay to kind of shrug at and go, yeah, maybe that's dumb. Like let's let's make a couple jokes and move on. And uh, and I think it kind of gives people permission to take a deep breath and laugh a little bit, which is kind of what we're going for.
1: So did you write the happy rant is it amalgamation? The three of you kind of said, hey, here's the topics we're going to do. Did everybody write a little bit? You like to write. Mm-hmm. Did you do most of the writing? How did
0: that work out? Well, actually, all three of us are published authors on, on okay. in our own right. So all of us have written books. Ted and Ronnie had actually co-authored together previously on a couple books. And so there's that was another one that I was nervous about because it's one thing to to podcast together where you have sort of a rhythm. It's another thing when you start stepping on somebody else's preferences in their, in their creative work, you know, don't, don't mess with my pages, but actually it worked really well. We just, yeah, we, we came up with a list of topics and then we just treated it like a conversation where Ted would write his part. Ronnie would respond to that. I would jump in and respond. Then Ronnie might come back in and then Ted. So it just goes back and forth. There's no assignments. The only consistent thing is that Ted kicks off every chapter. He's, I think Ted's probably the most gifted writer of the three of us, um, certainly the most well published, and he's the host of the show. So he kind of hosts the book where he kicks it off and comes with a story or a take or a perspective and then throws it and is like, what do you guys think? Or, hey, how do you respond to this? And then we just take it and run. And so it ended up being, it was a really enjoyable project. And, and I think it carries some of the same energy as the podcast but obviously with a little bit more depth because we're able to write through things instead of riffing on them for 10 minutes and then going on.
1: So when you do the podcast, do you know the topic coming into it? Or is it just like all spontaneous or how does that work?
0: Um, So when the podcast started, Stephen, our founding uh, host, was – he was a very he was a planner. So he would come in with a list and he'd be like, all right, guys, here's the here's the the shtick we're gonna do. And we'd go, okay, because he did the work, we're happy to play along. Once Steven left, we thought none of us want to do homework. So usually it consists of three or four text messages within about 30 minutes of of recording time saying, What do you guys want to talk about? And sometimes the answer is, I don't know, let's just hit record and see what happens. Um, sometimes, you know, there's something that has come up, you know. Recently, uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth was such a cultural phenomenon, and people's response to that—we're like, well, there, there's a lot there to talk about. Because we're we're not always making jokes, and we certainly weren't making jokes about the passing of somebody. We were, however, making jokes about the people who made the passing of Queen Elizabeth all about them, which is the thing that people do. So it so sometimes we'll we we'll, we'll all agree, and something. sometimes we just we just hit record and see what happens.
1: Do you all have that kind of skewed view of the world? And is that just, was that there since you were a kid? Did it
0: develop? Did, how'd you get there? When you say skewed, do you mean like noticing what is weird about things?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, you look at life a little differently. Um, I I think the the intro said sardonically, which maybe you can explain that word because somebody's wondering what that means.
0: Yeah, sardonic is it's uh it's it's a little bit like cynical meets sarcastic where you sort of it's like if you you picture somebody with like one eyebrow raised kind of like hmm it's that that's sardonic. And so it's it's a little bit mocking but not trying to tear something down. Yeah, I think Ted and I especially have that both of us are midwesterners and so there's just sort of a like you just don't get caught up in all of the Whatever's exciting to everybody, and a lot of times you're looking at it and going, "That's ridiculous." Why? That? What is? What is all this? What is? What is this in Hollywood? Kind of the that that aspect. There's a touch of uh, there's a touch of cynicism in it, but not. None of us are hateful people. You know, it's not like let's let's let's. What's the next thing we can destroy? As much as sometimes there's stuff that the world just gets caught up in, or things that famous people do, and you're like, "That's that's weird." That's just a, that's a that's an odd way to do that. Why do they go about it that way? So, yeah, for me, it's been my whole life. I'm a fourth child, which means I spent a lot of time growing up uh, a trying to be noticed and b noticing what everybody else did, sort of learning by observation. Uh, Ted's an only child, uh, so he he has some of that. And then Ronnie has just been in a lot of. He's he's been in he's been in music. He's been a pastor. He's been an author. He's lived in California and Ohio. So he just has observations about like, man the, there's a lot of variation out there. And so he just sort of sees things through through all those filters. But yeah, there's an element of all of us just kind of having a similar sense of humor, you know, it, which which is why the podcast worked in the first place. Because somebody would make a joke and it was it felt like kind of a risk. And then the other people would jump in on it and kind of pile on and you're like, okay, that one worked. We're we're all on the same page here.
1: So it's real. It's chemistry. Like you guys have to have chemistry. And I guess your audience picks up on that. And I I think one of the themes is don't take yourself so seriously. Mm -hmm. Why do you think people take themselves so seriously? And what do you think the value is in not taking yourself seriously?
0: Yeah. The, our podcast would not work if we took ourselves too seriously because we would sound so pretentious. Um, you know, it, when you build a podcast around poking fun, you have to start with poking fun at yourselves or poking fun at the thing that you're part of. So that's, that's kind of where, that's our starting point is like, if, if we want to be listenable, well, we have to be people who are willing to turn, to turn that mirror around, turn the spotlight on ourselves. Like, okay, well, what's goofy here at, in me? Um, People take themselves seriously out of pride and insecurity, I think, mostly. There's, there's a sense of, well, insecurity usually comes out of pride. And there's a sense of, I, I can't be, I can't risk looking like a fool. I can't admit that I've done something silly. I can't, you know, kind of shrug and be like, yeah, that was, that was goofy what I did. And so we just are committed to, to kind of doing our best, certainly not perfect, uh, at, at just not being proud of ourselves, but rather just kind of going, we'll start with us, but then we're equal opportunity after that. Um, and I think that's really important because it, all three of us are in ministry. So I'm an assistant pastor, Ronnie's a lead pastor, and Ted is a professor at a Christian college and very involved in his church. And if you take yourself seriously, you actually build barriers between yourself and other people. You, know, you, you start to create hierarchies of people, which is a thing we joke about a lot, A-list celebrities, B-list celebrities, all that stuff. You start to, you keep your distance from people who might make you look dumb or who, or who look better than you, you know? And so not taking yourself seriously is ultimately, I mean, we're a Christian podcast, ultimately it comes down to, that's a Christ-like thing. To, to, to go through life not thinking much of yourself and not thinking of yourself much.
1: Yeah. So, so you you came up with some very interesting chapters. They just sent me the book yesterday, so I haven't read the book. But chapter eleven: Can a Christian be funny? <laughs> I, I sure I hope so. No Christians, because you work with Christians, give me a percentage, just not scientific. What percentage of Christians do you think are funny?
0: Oh, less than twenty. <laughs> and why do you think that is? Um. Well, I would say in the whole population, the percentage isn't that high. It's, it's probably higher, but not that high. There's, I think, I think amongst Christians, humor is a thing people are suspicious of. You know, if you're laughing, you're not taking things seriously. If you're not taking things seriously, you, you run the risk of, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're trending towards temptation or making light of something that really matters. And I just, I don't see it that way at all. I think you can do both.
1: Aren't we supposed to be joyful? Like that's supposed to be one of the Mm -hmm. manifestations of the spiritual life. It's love and then joy. Yeah. Don't you think if someone really has joy, they're going to smile more and
0: laugh a lot? I I think so. But apparently a lot of Christians don't. Um, Thankfully, my (laughs) podcast co-hosts also think that joy and laughter go hand in hand. I actually wrote about that in my book, Hoping for Happiness, where I, I talk about how Christians look at happiness as a trite thing. And joy as this spiritual thing, but when they do that, they actually make joy not very joyful. You know, imagine a joyful person. You're like, but he never smiles. He doesn't tell any jokes. He doesn't laugh when you tell jokes, and he's really kind of a kind of a drag to be around. You go, that doesn't sound like joy at all. So yeah, I think I think they go hand in hand.
1: I, I think joy is the secret sauce of attracting people to the kingdom yeah. of God. I think if yes. people felt a more joyous atmosphere when they were with believers, they would just be jealous. And I think that's, I think it's very powerful. Yeah, how about this I, topic, which I really loved. Christian's addiction to the personality <laughs> test. I love that. It's, so how many, okay, give me the the, the top personality test that you think about.
0: Okay. So I noticed this first with the um, Gary Chapman's five love languages, which, you know, I I have I used to work at Moody Publishers who published The Five Love Languages. I've met Gary Chapman. He's wonderful. And yeah. he didn't write that book to be a cultural phenomenon. But that became a thing by which people started to sort of grade themselves and match themselves up with other people. And it was kind of the, it was the first one I was aware of. Then I went and in Christian Publishing and you would see the Myers-Briggs use, you know, so you got, you know, ENTPs and ENTJs and IF, ISFJs and, you know, it, it starts to sound like coding language. Um and then you know, I've got Strengths Finder, which is a real businessy kinds of thing, and then of course the current rage is the Enneagram, which it's uh, the I, hardest of the bunch
1: of them. Like, so the others that's like four or five. Yeah, the Enneagram has seven, nine, and then they have well, and then Wings. So then, yeah. everything gets like even more. Yeah, you got than, you got
0: nine with the possibility of uh, each each number having one of two wings, and then you have and then you have all the stuff where you get into it, where you are like, and if I am in health, I am a nine who goes to a two, and if I am in unhealth, I am a nine who goes to a six. You are like, what goodness! This is numerology. So yeah, Christians Christians love to to try to wrap up humanity in numbers or codes like this. You know, this is my love language. I'm an ENTP and my strengths are this and I'm a an eight wing seven or whatever.
1: So Joe, what what are you Enneagram? I'm wise. an eight wing
0: seven. That one didn't come out <laughs> there.
1: So so you also have a chapter on on cool pastors. And I don't know if that's like what the clothes they wear or just the whole celebrity <laughs> thing with pastors. So uh unpack that for us.
0: Yeah. So that that is that's kind of all of the above. It's basically the idea of what's the deal with pastor pastor trends. You know, there's every few years, there's a trend in what sort of makes what what are younger pastors aspiring to be, you know. So there was you know, in the, in the, there was Rick Warren kicked off like the, uh, the, the Hawaiian shirt crowd. Uh, you've got, you've got Andy Stanley and that's sort of more like the J crew Brooks Brothersy kind of look, but again, not that's an older generation. We've got younger pastors now. So then you have like the Hillsong, uh, look, you know, with the V-necks that go all the way down to the navel and everybody's super fit and you got the high type fades. You have the lumberjack pastors, with the with the flannels and the big beards. And and you can almost place them by like what what denomination are they in, what church planting network are they in, etc. So there's and what's odd about it is none of that has anything to do with pastoring, but there is sort of a a vibe and a look that it you know pastors sort of fit into. And it's it's an odd phenomenon. So yeah, we sort of write about like what those things are and then what's goofy about following popular trends in, in in aesthetics as a pastor.
1: And do people just are not themselves? Rather, than living in their own skin. They are trying to mimic somebody else's skin skin or I I even preaching techniques. You'll like close your yeah. eyes and go, I know who you're trying to be. And, <laughs> and they're and know, they're better at it than you are. Well <laughs> yeah, close, close your eyes. Uh, one more chapter, because I really like shenanigans. I, I just like the word shenanigans. Oh, it's my favorite. chapter favorites. about, um, I, I think you said like holiday shenanigans, but yes. have you, you've been around the church. Did
0: you grow up in the church? I did. My dad's a pastor, and uh, oh, so dear. I have been in it since I was born.
1: Well, give me some of your shenanigans in church.
0: Yeah. So the chapter is holiday shenanigans. So this has to do with like, you know, Christmas cantatas and Easter egg drops from helicopters and those kinds of things. And we kind of break it down different ways. I mean, as a pastor's kid, I got into all sorts of stuff personally. Like if you want to go personal shenanigans, that's, that's a laundry list. Well,
1: give us, give us some of your like top shenanigans as a pastor's kid. Well,
0: I mean, basically I treated the entire church building as my personal playground and snack bar. So that's which is the prerogative of every pastor's kid. If there's any pastor's kids listening, I give you full permission uh, to eat all of the snacks from every Sunday school classroom. You already know which ones have the good stuff. Uh, my first job was as the church as was as a part time church custodian. So I got a key to the building, which then meant I had access to everything. So used to bring friends over at like ten o'clock on a Friday night, and we'd go down and you know into the youth room. Where there was pool tables and foosball tables, and just hang out there because it was way cooler than my house. And uh, you know, when I was little, that the all the pews in the sanctuary were basically an obstacle course. You were going under them, or you were going over them, or you were running across them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was endless in in those ways. In terms of in terms of like churches themselves, and this sort of like what what we talk about in there is just how. How showy churches get, especially around the holidays, where you know it—Christmas is this ever escalating. We're going to one up last year with this year's Christmas program, and it's so big and it's so, it you know, it's so everything. And on it, what I write about in there, that that's actually one of the chapters where I mean, I probably in every chapter there's there's moments of sort of heartfeltness. And one of the things I say in there is like, I actually don't I don't enjoy the holidays because of how just kind of jacked up and maxed out they are. And the church has played a significant role in that. If we could roll it back to sort of simple and quiet, I would be a lot more inclined to sort of appreciate the meaning of it.
1: So you grew up in the evangelical, conservative, you said even mm-hmm. reform. So that's that's the vein you're in. You, you'd probably yeah. enjoy litur- liturgy because that brings you back to a, yeah. a, a, a central point. And a, every year we do this and it's these are the steps we take.
0: Yeah. And the the church that I'm at now is it's non-denominational, but it has it has a little bit of a kind of a Presbyterian slash Anglican feel to it in terms of how services are run. And so, yeah, those those clean, simple liturgies where it's just we're going to we're going to bring the focus in unity down to these key truths are always meaningful.
1: Well, I like that the kingdom is a vast and sometimes it's like a three ring circus and if that's your ring and you that's how you connect with jesus (laughs) awesome and if you laugh at that that's fine but there's another ring for you um i i grew up with sunday night church and they Mm -hmm. used to do this thing where i don't know if they weren't planned for the song service but they would like pick a number out of the out of the songbook out of the hymnal and so what we would do is we would put our heads down and pick the most obscure numbers we could find that nobody knew how to sing. <laughs> right yeah we would just call out number number 47 and nobody knew how to sing it then we would sit back and watch the piano and organ try to play it and watch the song leader try to sing it so lots of fun things yeah
0: that's that's a, that's a good one i we they they would never have done that at my church because they they were well aware of the the types of people like me sitting there who would have, you know, would have found the number. And like, I, I would have gone straight to the Christmas carols because it says, you know, like where the ox and ass are sleeping. And every time that lyric was sung, I cracked up as a child. So I would have just like every Sunday night, I want that one.
1: That'd be your song. So when people read this book and there are some fascinating chapters, we just talked like a few of them, but, uh, uh, deconstructing faith and, uh, political entanglement, how to handle that. And, um, when someone reads this book, mm-hmm. what do you want them? What do you guys, your team that worked on it, what do you want them to walk away with?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a twofold thing. One is you you can feel free to lighten up a little bit, and there's a lot of thoughtful, heartfelt writing in there because all of us write honestly about our own approaches to things, where we where we're confused, where we where we have questions, also where we have really firm biblical convictions. I mean, all, all three of us are, I mean, we're just committed Orthodox Christians. We believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that comes through clearly. But in believing that, it doesn't mean we punt on having a good time as well. And so I, my hope is that it will kind of, it will lift a burden off of people where they can go, they, they can think, I can be a person of conviction and also have a good time and also think that sometimes the way our this this christian family that we have like we're a little dysfunctional and weird so maybe maybe we should laugh about how dysfunctional and weird we are in, in places and at times
1: now how do people connect to get the book how do they find the podcast some it'll be in the show notes but yep. somebody's listening audio and just tell our audience how to connect with you guys
0: yeah, the easiest way is uh, we have a website, thehappyrant.com, where you can find all of our episodes. You can find uh, you can find the book there. There's just clear tabs at the top, um, and then we're on Instagram and Twitter, and it's just at Happy Rant Pod in both in both cases. So Twitter and Instagram, and so you can connect with us there. Um, we we really enjoy interacting with listeners, getting suggestions from listeners for topics um, and so forth. So yeah, hit us up. We would love it.
1: Now, you're wearing a Wheaton ball cap. Is this a paid advertisement or not?
0: <laughs> no, this is a this is a I paid them lots and lots of money to get an education <laughs> from them and, and still love them enough to wear their hat.
1: And aren't you glad they forgave you that debt?
0: <laughs> uh, Jesus forgave me a lot more debts than Wheaton did. I paid, I paid off my school. But let's not get into that political stuff. That's in, there's a chapter about political stuff. We don't need to do it now.
1: Uh, very good. Guys, thank you. Listen, thank you so much. And your, co- your co-writers and your co-hosts, just thank you. And thank you for your time uh, to be with us today. We appreciate very much you sharing with us. And uh, Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, you've encouraged us today. We appreciate it very much.
0: Thank you. It's been great to be on with you.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the
0: Charisma podcast
1: network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at The Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer.
0: Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.